When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. If you're looking for the pack that will help you survive the worst day of your life or a pack to use for your everyday carry that you'd never have to worry about failing. If you're looking for the perfect bug out bag, the perfect bushcraft pack uh, for camping, hiking, whatever your needs, go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check it out. All products are 100% made in America. You can use promo code BUMP22 and save 10% site-wide. All right, that's BUMP, B-U-M-P, 22, to save 10% site-wide. This is a veteran-owned business. Like I said, every component of every product made in America, the buckles, the zippers, the straps, American-made. There's never been a more important time than now to bring it home. You know what I mean? So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Best products on the market. I've got videos on YouTube about it if you want to see it. Um, Or just go to the website. Check it out. SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Hey there, believers. Two years. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I never expected it to go two years. I know I said that last year about making it one year, but. My goodness, man. Uh, thank you guys um, for for listening to the show. You know, I definitely would not have kept this going for another year if it hadn't been for all the support and love and the personal emails and stuff like that that come through all the time. That just keeps me going, you know. Um, it's definitely not about money i haven't hardly made a dime in the last year uh especially with costs of having a website and stuff like that i i'm i'm not making money i'm spending money to do this show um but i see why now um okay what i've learned this year (laughs) i guess that's what i should say what i've learned this year is that Everything is connected. Um, I know I've said that a lot, but it is. And I feel like doing this show and listening to everybody's, you know, everybody's interviews 
or conversations that we have while simultaneously trying to be a fan of other shows. You know, I listen to the confessionals, you know, I love Tony. I'm so happy for him and everything he's got going on in his life. Um, probably my favorite podcast now, Blurry Creatures, Nate and Luke, listening to their show and just watching them skyrocket. Um, but listening to what's going on, you know, what, what they have to say. Um, listening to shows like Tinfoil Hat that I was blessed enough to be on a few months ago. Um, and AI, Appalachian Intelligence. Great show, young show. They're going to go places. Listening to these other podcasts while I'm getting stories from people every week, even if they don't want to be on the show, they're sending me emails. Um, they send me an email, then just disappear. You know, they don't talk anymore. I can't get them on the show, can't get them to even respond. Um, it's showing me that everything's connected. And where I'm standing right now, it all leads back to spirituality. It leads back to God. It leads back to Jesus and the creation and uh, Genesis. You know, it leads back to what we're dealing with isn't so friendly, even if it's pretending to be most of the time. Now, I still don't know. You know, I don't have any more answers than anybody else. I'm not going to pretend to. I haven't been given any revelations or anything like that. But I know this show has brought me a lot closer to Jesus. I know that uh, I'm not the only one that's doing that to. Okay? And I know that other shows is having the same effect on their hosts. And it's wonderful. And there's a reason for it. So I've learned that um, I learned that it's obvious, <laughs> you know what I mean? If we take away the, the current worldview that we're expected to have and see things for what's really going on, it's obvious, you know, point blank, you can't believe in ghosts unless you believe in some sort of afterlife, right? Yeah, people can say there's some kind of imprint. They can say there's some kind of glitch in the matrix. Um, yeah, you can say that. And that's fun to say that. But for me, that's just not where I'm at anymore. Um, all this alien stuff, these documents coming out talking about abductions with unexpected pregnancies that puts in mind to me um, Genesis 6 you know there were unexpected pregnancies there too with the Nephilim and the sons of God um, which Goes back to some of my past episodes. You know, there there are entities claiming to be the Eliud, the sons of the Nephilim. It's all connected. And 
that's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I want to thank you guys for, for sending everything in for talking to me every week. I'm amazed that since I started this two full years ago, I haven't had to miss a single week of putting out content. I'm amazed that there's been that kind of response, that many people reaching out. Um, if everybody that reached out would follow through on, you know, consecutive emails and we could get something lined up, you know, I get it. You know, I have to flake on people all the time. I had to push stuff back by hours or days or weeks or a month or two. But if all the reports that come in to me made it onto the show, I could put out twice as much. Um, it's been phenomenal is what I'm saying. I'm saying thank you. Thank you guys for reaching out to me. Thank you guys for letting me do this. I love the content. I, I love the conversations we have. It's just been a blessing. Each and every one of you guys listening have been a blessing. All the emails and five-star reviews have been a blessing. People buying merch. Thank you. Um, it's just been, it's been wonderful. For me in my life, uh, I try to do a little recap like this. You know, I think I'm going to try to do it every year. Um, things are going good. You know, I love my job. I love working with these, you know, these teenagers, watching them grow into young adults, trying my best to help them get off on the right foot. Um, not going to win them all over, but we're going to do what we can. And I'm proud of them. I know pride isn't the best thing to say, but I'm very happy for them. I'm thankful for them. I learn a lot from them. And as a matter of fact, that's what this whole episode is going to be about. You know, I was I was starting to reach out to uh, to some big name people. You know, I sent out a message to Dark Waters. I was like, hey, man, I got an anniversary show coming up. Would you please come on my show? And he's like, sure, man, let's do it. And then I was going to reach out to I was going to, I was going to try to, you know, just get a few words from Nate and Luke. I was going to try to get a few words from Wes on Sasquatch Chronicles because he's the first one that put me on that really helped my my numbers. He helped me get out there. I was going to try to get a few words from Tony. I know he's busy, but all these people that helped help me out, Sam Tripoli, I was going to try to get them to, uh, to come on the show and just give me 90 seconds, you know, just say, hey, you know, make it some kind of big celebrity kind of, you know, inside our inside our genre, <laughs> you know, bring, bring on the the cryptid celebrities and all that. But, you know, that's not who I talk to every day. You know, I'm not going to pretend like I have a conversation with these people. Like, you know, I'm a fan of what they do. I think they're wonderful people. But our circle right now ends with what we have in common. You know, there's, we don't have interpersonal relationships or anything like that. So why, why reach out and try to pretend like that's the case? 
when what I can do is put smiles on dozens of my students' faces by giving them the chance to come on this show. Uh, I threw it out there to my students. They jumped at it. And like I've always said, everybody's got a story to tell, right? So they did. They all had stories to tell. Not everybody wanted to be recorded, but a lot of them did. Um, some of the most moving and heartbreaking stories that were shared and frightening, honestly. Um, they just wanted to tell personally. They didn't, they didn't want to be recorded. So I didn't. You know, I'm, I'm going to respect that. And I kept everything anonymous. Uh, there is no way... I want anybody to try to reach out and contact these children. Uh, even if they're 18, they're, they're under my care. They're under my watch. So no, um, what they say is they're what they say. You can talk to me about it, but don't go trying to dig these kids up. Okay. Um, let's just have fun with it. There's over an hour, <laughs> I believe of just kids sharing their stories and no this ain't grade school stuff this is all high school kids okay we're looking at i think the youngest one's probably 15 16 years old uh maybe there might be a 14 year old on there so let's say 14 to 18 sharing their stories and there might be a, an accidental name drop here and there first name kind of stuff but just enjoy the content some of it will blow your mind some of it is pretty creepy but all of it gives you an idea of what kids have to deal with. Um, Appalachia is a scary place, guys. It ain't no joke. It's no exaggeration. Every holler up here has ghost stories. Every holler up here has stories about cryptid cats or hairy men or who knows what. Everybody's got a story here. And there's a reason for that. Um, again, it leads me back to, uh, a spiritual path. We'll save that for a later day, maybe another show. I want to thank everybody. I want to invite everybody to celebrate with me two years. Couldn't be happier. Well, I could be happier, I guess, if I had some sponsors. I could be happier, you know, if everybody listening donated about, uh, I don't know, a million dollars. Nah, I'm just playing. Uh, five would be cool, though. But it's not about that. You know, I, I could definitely improve my show. You know, if you know if money started coming in. But uh, what it's about, I think, is... Uh, Trying to get people to uh, Christ. There you have it. Okay. God has moved me in a big way. That's why on the, on the ends of these shows, on a lot of them, this last couple of months, I've put a little uh, a little something extra there after the outro. You know, it might be a song, it might be a uh, a prayer. But it's something. And anybody that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, I invite them to, to give it a shot. Okay? See, if, see how your life changes. 
And I'm not saying that you won't have struggles because as a Christian, especially as a practicing Christian, you're met with more struggles. You just know that you're not alone anymore. Okay. Um, you're never alone again. You still have to face the world. But you got the king in your corner. So, like I said, at, at the end of some of these episodes, I have I have things on there that maybe maybe can help you out if if you're looking, you know, to take that step. I'm definitely not a preacher. I'm not even good at praying out loud. <laughs> I'm not going to try to force anybody into anything, but. There's times where that's all I've had is God. And there's times where I did not understand what he has going on. I got, there's things going on now that I just can't wrap my head around. But instead of letting me be angry about it for long, he takes that all away. So cast your burdens on him. We're already healed, right? We're already saved as soon as we take Jesus on. So I'll quit ranting about that. I know that's not what you're here for, but it's my show. I say what I want. (laughs) All right. I love you guys. Two years in, much closer walk with Jesus. Very grateful for that. I'm grateful for you guys. Uh, Let's see what happens in the next year. Let's see if uh, things keep growing. Maybe we can get my office looking like I want it to look. So I can start sharing more videos and do more behind the scenes stuff. Hopefully things at work slow down in the summer so I can start making some, some trips to share with you guys, you know. Um, Oh, let me, let me recap on that before I jump off here and start letting the kids talk. Um, my trip to the Ozarks. What a disaster. I had plans, you know, of, of course we don't, we're not supposed to make plans, right? But I had, uh, my best friends come in. One from Michigan, one from Oklahoma. Me and dad drove in from West Virginia. I had an uncle come up from Texas and we all met in Missouri. Lake of the Ozark State Park. And I was like, man, this is going to be a blast. My buddy Doug brought his boat down from Michigan. Uh, I had plans of taking, you know, going on hikes, staying up late, maybe trying to find the Ozark Howler. Oh, we did hear some weird, weird noises. Oh, they did. Um, but, you know, maybe go out to a couple of local establishments and try to find something about Momo, anything, you know, just catch up with Dennis and Ashley that live down there. Um, uh, just something, you know, Andrew or Andy um, that live down there, something. But when I got there, it was record low temperatures for that time of year. Uh, for the first time in like 70 years, it was uh, below freezing the first night. And then 
we had two days of rain. We were only actually in camp for three days. So pretty much got rained on the whole time. Things did not go as planned. Um, tons of tons of little things happen. And then on the way home, when everybody's parting ways, um, my buddy Mario, he got into a car wreck and totaled his vehicle. Thank God he's okay. And Ashley, I'm sorry that he wrecked your new vehicle. But thank you for letting me borrow your husband for a few days. Um, it was just like an oppression on us the entire time. And even my most skeptical friend, he's the one that actually mentioned that. It's like something that is almost out to get us. So, because there was a lot of stuff that went on, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I got to see Mario. I hadn't seen him in 15 years since we left the Air Force. Well, since he left the Air Force two years before I did. I hadn't seen Doug in a few years. I hadn't seen my uncle down in Texas in five years. You know, and... Me and dad, we have had a stack of health problems this year. And we finally got to get out and do something together. You know, that felt good too. So regardless of what we had to go through and the unexpected expenses and all that, it was a blessing to be with family and friends. So... No, I don't have much to show you of the Ozarks, except for, uh, you know, a flooded campsite and a couple of pictures of us trying to make the most of it. But it was a memory. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else I need to say before I, I jump off here? I don't think so. And if there is, I'll just add a segment later. All right. I love you guys. I'm going to bring on the kids, um, the young men and women, I should say. There's tons of it. Some of these go, you know, for I, I have one boy talk to me for like half an hour. And then I get kids that talk for about 60 seconds. And then it'll, it'll switch off to the next one. Okay. So here we go. It's going to be, it's going to be a totally different episode. You've not heard one like this. You've probably not heard one like this ever on any podcast. Um, kids and cryptids, school spirits, whatever you want to title this, I'm going to call it the second anniversary show because I love you guys. And I'm so happy to have made it two years on this. Uh, this platform is blowing up. We're on we're on every podcast platform. We're on YouTube. Uh, it's, it's gaining traction. It's gaining popularity. According to... Uh, some of these podcast charts and stuff, we're in like the top one and a half percent globally. Okay. So sponsors are going to have to come. Member support is eventually going to come, uh, is going to come. So I'll just keep doing this and let the Lord provide. All right. I love you guys. Thanks for listening and don't stop believing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, so um, this have I've had like two hap- things happen to me down at the Lorewood where the apartments are. Um, so I'm gonna tell you this one that really freaked me out because I was I was young. My mom and my mom and stepdad. This is before my brother was born. My mom and stepdad they were outside over at the neighbor's house, and I hear my mom calling for me upstairs and I'm like that's weird so I'm, so I don't answer and I keep watching cartoons right. and then I look up like I glance up like this and I look up at the steps and then she's sitting there peeking at me but she's outside what yeah so your mom was outside mm-hmm. but you saw something that looked like your mom on the steps mm-hmm. what'd you do I just stared at her for a minute, and then she, like, went away. Mm. It's scary. Um, another thing that happened to me is whenever I was younger, I had, like, this giant closet with a whole bunch of toys in it. But I had this one specific toy that you pressed its stomach, and it talked. And it just started talking in the toy box. And it was laying on the top. Yep. It was freaking me out. That's pretty. That, that could be like a low battery or something. Like yeah, that. it could be, but that's, that's still freaky. For a young child, it is. Yeah. Last period, I had your brother in here, and he said you had some super scary stuff. Always. So, I think that one about your mom is about the scariest thing I've heard today. For sure. What about that one with the uh, the imaginary friend thing that happened to me? Yeah, tell me that one again. Okay, so I'm sitting in the car with my stepmom and my little sister. And I used to have this imaginary friend back in the apartments who his name was Frank. I don't know why, but, you know, that's that's what he told me. And she's just sitting there talking. So I went to go play around with her. I said, you talking to Frank? She goes, yeah, I'm talking to Frank. She goes, My stepmom goes, who's Frank? I said, it's my old imaginary friend. And, um... I feel a hand that's too big to be a two-year-old's hand, you know, like touch my arm. Mm-hmm. And I told my stepmom about it, and I was freaking out back there. I, like, scooted away from my little sister, too. Yeah, no doubt. Did she believe you? I don't think so. 
I don't think she believes in all that stuff. Okay. Anybody else got stories? Real true factual events. I know KK had something about a Ouija board yesterday. Yeah. Well, there's this old, there was this old two-story house up on my holler, and <clears throat> it was haunted real bad, because especially it was my family members that were in there, but I don't think it was. Well, we got in a Ouija board from Amazon, and we went up there in that house. It was like 12 o'clock at night. We stayed till about 5. And we was playing on a Ouija board, and we was talking to him, and then a head pops around the corner. It it was a white head, and it didn't have no hair or nothing like that. I couldn't see it. And then once we went and left, we were walking out the door, and I felt something touch my shoulder, and I turned around, and there was a head, like, sitting there by the corner just staring at me. It was scary. Like leaning around a corner? Yeah. Mm. And then usually about three, four, five o'clock in the morning where our pool used to <laughs> sit, you can hear kids playing Ring Around the Rosie. And at the end, they scream real loud. And then my front porch lot gets real bright and it blows. What? <laughs> That's like something you'd see in a movie. Yeah, it's scary. I can't tell you the countless amount of times I've seen something staring at me that looks like somebody I know. Exactly. It's really? scary. My dog. It happened to me with my dog one time. So, we don't let our dogs inside unless it's really cold or it's snowing. Right. Or, like, bad rain. So, they were outside. I was home alone. This is recent. I'm at the house I'm living at now, and I see my dog. So, I'm just playing my game, not, not even paying attention. So, I start calling him over. He's just sitting there looking at me. I keep on calling him over. I'm like, come over here. Come on, Andy. And he's not coming. So I go to walk over there. I walk over, he's not there. He disappears. Mm. He's gone. Mm. What was that? I don't know. Maybe it was the same thing that was looking like my mom. Yeah. Do you know that That's one? That's freaky. Do you remember that one scary movie called Mama about all the moths? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very scared of moths now because of that. Are you? Yes. I never watched that movie. You need to watch it. It's a really good one. All right, who else we got? Anybody in the back, back there? You want? I know you got stories. Man, one, one time I was at my house, home alone, and uh, so I was in there, and I think, yeah, my dog recently died, uh, and I was in my room, and I heard running through the house. I heard something running through the house like a dog print or something. I come out of my room, open my door, and look. I didn't see nothing. So I just closed my door, and I thought it was just something in my head. Yeah. Well, I just sit there and play my phone a little bit more. And I heard it again. I said, man, that can't be my head. I got up out of there, and, uh, I closed my door and it, it stopped making that noise. And I just stood there for about um, two minutes or so. And then I heard it again. And it sounded like it was coming from Mom and Dad's bathroom. And uh, so I walked in there. And that dog was sitting on a rug. 
A dead dog? Yeah. The dog was sitting on the rug. And I was like, what? And so I blinked real fast. And then it went, I don't know where it went. It disappeared. My dog got possessed. My very first dog apparently got possessed one time. According to my stepdad, it did. Okay, you gotta explain that. Because it was at the same place up at the Laurelwood Apartments. So much stuff happened there. I've even seen a recording of like something walking into the house. Uh, so um, the dog, he walks inside from like working outside with his buddy, working on his car or something. And he sees that the dog is up running around eyes rolled back in its head, running around, and it falls down. So he thinks it's dead. I don't know why he thought that's how a dog would die, but, you know, he walks outside. He's like, hey, man, I need a shovel. My stepkid's dog just died. So then then he goes to walk back inside to go get it, and it's sitting on the couch perfectly fine, wagging its tail. That's weird. That is weird. That's scary, actually. And the thing about the one that broke in, the one that came in, Apparently, like, he set up a camera, him and his buddy, because they was, like, real into this ghost stuff. He set up a camera above either either his buddy's door or my door. My door. And he set, he set up the camera, and the door opens. You can see the door open. There's a shadow. But then the shadow starts moving like it's going inside, but then nothing's in there. Mm. Nothing walked in. And I always had nightmares when I lived down there, too. Yeah. What do you think's going on there? Did somebody die there, or I have no idea. Maybe doing black magic in there or something. Those apartments. Pretty creepy. Anybody it, else? This ain't my story, but uh, my old or my stepmama, she said that. Uh, well, she had a husband, and then he passed away, and uh, her house in Kentucky, Inez. And um, she said that uh, so she would have, uh, she got a new boyfriend or whatever, and he was sitting down there on the couch sleeping at her house. And uh, he said that he heard something. Open the door and come in and go to the fridge and uh, sit down on the couch and uh, untie, like you can see boots on untie his boots and lay him next to the couch and lay the recliner back. How do you think that happens? I don't know. You think that these are ghosts? You think that somebody's spirit? I have no clue. I don't know, but when I was really little and I was staying over McDowell County with my papa and my memo, I woke up in the middle of the night and I had to use the bathroom, so I walked through the hallway and I looked behind me and there's this tall, scary figure standing behind me. It wasn't my mama or anybody, because they were asleep. And then I went in the bathroom, done my business, blah, blah, blah. Come back, and that same figure is in the kitchen now. Mm, what it looked like? It was big, tall, had really long hair. I think it had red eyes and everything. It scared the little crap out of me. I won't go back over there till this day. My grandma's house. I told you about this whenever me and my cousin was doing that thing with the books falling off the shelf. Yes. So it's it's her house, that grandma's house. 
she keeps on saying that every single one of her kids, like real little kids and grandkids, have seen a smiling man standing next to the bathroom. That she has no idea what they're talking about. And she's never seen it? Never seen it. I don't know if I've seen it or not, but... I can't stand that stuff, man. That's like something that's targeting kids, you know? That's scary stuff and creepy. Standing there smiling at you while you... Uh-uh. I was asleep one night, and I had my bed against the wall, and, like, my bed's right here, and my window's right here, so my bed's against the wall, and my window's here, and, uh, well, there's a street light across the road, and it's pretty bright. You can see, like, stuff moving, like cars going by and stuff. Well, I was sitting there on my phone, or no, I was watching TV, and, um... I started seeing something move, and it wasn't a car. I didn't, I couldn't hear the car. Something moving by my window. And it, it, it was a person figure, like a shadow of a person, just walking through there. And, uh, cause you could see it like going, the street light shining yeah. through my window. And I could see it, and I went to open my blinds. But I was scared, I didn't want to open my blinds. Well, I opened them and looked out there. Nobody was there. And then there, like, five minutes later, there's a shadow walking right past it again. And I looked out there, and there wasn't nobody there. And it did it one more time, and there still wasn't nobody there. Did you keep looking? Yeah. I looked three times. What would you do if you would have popped that open and something been standing there? I'd have pooped myself. (laughs) (laughs) If there was something there, that scared me to death. Yeah, man. I know at Mallory, well, about seven or eight years ago, there was a family that got burned up in a house. And we'll go up and hang out the 911 center all the time, but every now and then if it's getting real busy, we'll enter the phone. Well, I entered the phone one day, and uh, the address popped up, a landline. And it was, you could hear like this voice whisper, and then they hung up. So we sent law enforcement up there, and this thing, it happens all the time, and there's no house there. The phone wow. line's disconnected. And they get hang-up calls from that place all the time. Wow. Like, still trying to call for help or something. Man, that's, that's sad, man. I believe that, though. Like when you see the phone line ringing, it gives yeah. you chills because you know it's that house. Yeah, that's creepy. It gave me chills. That'd be scary just somebody, like you could hear somebody walk past a house that burnt down people in it. Mm-hmm. They just sit there hollering. That'd be, that'd be scary. I've had something with a like a shadowy figure like Seth was talking about, but with my little brother, like my actual brother, whenever he was a baby. Tell me. So again at the apartments. Um, this where, is when. Where he, are these apartments at? And up in Laurelwood. Okay. And it, I lived in apartment number five, but um. Hey, fives. And. I'm sitting there. I had a nightmare again, like I do every night, like I did every night. And I walked in to my mom's room, and she had the crib in there, and had my little brother in it. And I just saw something standing over top of him. It looks over at me, and then it disappears. I have no idea what that thing was. Mm-hmm. Well, what it looked like? Just like a shadow. Like a like a person's shadow. Yeah, it looks it looks from it looks like somebody familiar, but I didn't get enough look get enough look at it. Yeah, and it just disappeared. 
my stepsister, uh, like a year or two ago, uh, my stepmom was telling me about something. She said uh, she used to have night terrors mm -hmm. where she would get up in her middle of the night with her eyes closed and everything. She'd walk around and uh, she'd try getting out of the house. She'd unlock the door and take off. Like she was sleepwalking. Yeah. And man, if, I, if she would have went in there on me like that, yeah, and just stood over there, and I woke up, cause I'm a light <laughs> sleeper, I, I can just hear somebody turn the door off. Well, you know, they say sleepwalking's natural, but that's it's still scary to see that kind of. But sleep. not not terrors. I don't. She uh, she had nightmares while walking. Mm. And uh, Tori said that she sat there and talked. She'd go and walk and talk. Same time. Pretty free. But she was standing there at me, and I woke up. <laughs> I don't know what I did. What you My. got? You got anything? I know you do. Come on. I mean, I already told you this story. I, I know. Let me sit over here so you can say it real loud. Go ahead. I mean, this is this is from my grandma. It was when my dad was young, like maybe like four or five. So they lived in this house over my maybe big ugly and this house it got flooded obviously but they had you know the night times when my grandma went and made my dad get in bed and stuff you know to the hallways you know you hear little kids playing right and you know my grandma thought this was my dad and you know she went through there to tell him you know to go to bed but you know he was in bed already and you know she just thought that was weird you know maybe she was playing pranks on him or something you know it kept going on and stuff and dad didn't know what was going on. He, knew, he just think he was in bed. And it's always, and this followed him through, you know, because since that house got flooded, the next house I moved in, you know, it followed him. Like, it was like an ent entity following him. Like yes, because attached to him. Yeah. So, you know, when I was born, you know, the house that we used to live in, our double wide, you know, it never happened. She said, well, when we just moved into that house, it just stopped. Really? Yeah, and they just stopped. And it never happened again. Man. Does she have any idea what she thought that was? You know, what was attached? She said, like, it never, like, it, all, it always stopped when she went, you know, in through there and stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, they was playing marbles and things like that. It was just weird. That's okay. I believe that stuff. I believe there are things that get attached to us. Um, there's a girl that goes to school here that told me that I had spirits attached to me. You, got, you really got spirits attached to you? That's what she said. Um, she says she can see all that stuff. I'd like to get her on here on the show, but I don't want to say her name until I get her permission. You talk about that one chick in fourth period? Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, she sat here and told me about who was around me and colors of my aura and all that kind of stuff. Like, I Googled it, and everything she was saying was you know, accurate to what the descriptions of those things are, you know, those details. So if she's seeing something, I'd like to know all about it. I don't want to be sitting here with a boogeyman on my back and not know it. Give exactly. us a good one. Give us a good story. I'm here to collect stories. I know, but give us one. We want stories. you to tell us a story. We gave you You got one? Yeah. Is it the truth? Yes. You're not, you're not fibbing no. to me? All right, give it to I me. I have a house behind my, behind my house. And I'll, it's my mama's mom's house. And I was about five, six, and I was out swinging on my swing set. And 
behind the house, she died before I was born. And behind the house, I saw somebody standing there. Well, I didn't pay no mind because, you know, I was young. I turned back around and started swinging. And right there on the porch stands the figure. Really? And it's my mama's mom. And I said, Mom, Mama, come outside. They come outside, and my mama even saw it. Really? When she was young. That, that kind of stuff, that could be a good thing. You know, it could be family watching over you or something. Here's a good thing. Um, so you know how I told you my uncle died, right? Yeah. Well, this was recent, too. Um, I'm sitting here on the couch playing my game, and uh, I look over for a second because I could have sworn somebody said my name, and I look over, and it looks like he's sitting there smiling at me. For real? Mm-hmm. You know that thing about a red cardinal, cardinal and yeah. somebody's visiting you? Yeah. I look outside, there was sitting one right there. You had a visit, man. That's a wonderful thing. I like those kind of things when they happen. All right, give us a good story. Come on. We know you got one, Mr. Kennedy. Uh, the greatest one you've got. Let's hear it. I don't know. Come on, boys. I don't really have a good story. I, Come on. I collect stories. Give us one. Uh, it was a, it's nothing real crazy, but it's just some of the stuff that happens at my house. Um, where I do this show, I have a lot of things that come, that seems to come through the computer and electronics or whatever like I'll be talking to people and we'll pick up electronic voice phenomenon with EVPs you'll hear something else talking while we're talking that happens sometimes or if I talk about some things like ghost stories sometimes the internet gets real kind of shady yeah and we'll start seeing stuff around the house for the next few days and uh, one of the most obvious ones was it happened well one happened to my wife and one happened to my daughter but they both thought they saw me walking through the house and I'd be on a total other end of the house. Like my wife thought she saw me walking down towards my office and I was outside. And then my daughter thought she saw me come into the living room, uh, just the lower half of me. She said, it looked like me from the waist down, walking to the living room and take my shoes off. Like where I always go to stand at to take my shoes off and then just disappeared. So no clue what that stuff was. My brother came in my room one time um, it wasn't him though. He came in my room, sat down on my bed, and asked me what I was doing. But I was on the phone, so I was like, can you get out for a second? And then he just started arguing with me, so I got louder, and I said his name, and I said, if you don't get out of my room. And then he comes in here, he's like, why are you yelling at me? What? Yeah. That's several times you had something, trying to impersonate something else. I told you, I've had a whole bunch of them. That's freaky stuff, man. That's like, that kind of worries me that something's trying to get you off guard. I feel like there is, because whenever I lived in North, I lived in Shelby, North Carolina before I came here. And I had a love seat in my room because there wasn't enough room in the living room. So, you know, they gave me a couch. Yeah. Um. So it was sitting in there in my, like, over here's my bed, over here's a love seat, here's my TV. Every day, when every night when I'm going to sleep, I constantly feel like there was something standing over the love seat center, staring me, staring at me. Did you try switching stuff up? Like, I did, yeah. and it kept on happening. Cause like I took the couch over here, TV stayed where it was, just turned, and my bed was over here. I wouldn't want to put any, you know, I'm not trying to wish anything bad on you or nothing like that. But that's 
That's several different ways something seems like it's trying to trick you. And I don't like that, man. That's kind of spooky. Man, after watching... Take care uh, of yourself. After watching Insidious? Yes. Where oh. that thing is in the corner? Yes. I, I always think that there's something in the corner of my room. Like, you know I got four you... corners in my room. Yeah. And I always check there. Um, I think every time I turn my back, because my bed's like right here on the wall, and I turn my back that or yeah, that way, watching my phone, or I turn my back that way, I always think there's something behind me about to grab me. My wife won't watch that movie. You know the it's part yeah. where he's up on the wall chasing the dad and mm -hmm. the child? Yeah. I couldn't sleep in my own room for like a month. <laughs> I over couldn't that. sleep in mine over a night. I slept with my grandma in the bed. Like, she had damn much room to roll over. <laughs> I was that scared. Actually, a funny story. This is like a ghost story. Hold on, let me, so, let me get this close to you because you talk so soft. That's not a bad thing. I just want to make sure I got it. So, uh, you, know, you know the movie about the Tooth Fairy, right? It's, it's Darkness Falls. I haven't seen that. Well, it's about the Tooth Fairy, and I hated that movie. Like, I slept in my parents' room for maybe a month. <laughs> and it's that thing that they can't, uh, they got to stay in the light, they can't yeah. go in the dark or it comes and gets them. Yeah. Yeah. And, that. well, my uncle, you know, he's, he's my best friend. So, you know, he'd walk, he'd creep into my, you know, my grandma and my grandpa's room. He sit there and he'd start just whispering and stuff. And he'd scare the living crap out of me. <laughs> I remember I one night where uh, <laughs> I had a, I had a very bad night terror, and I actually got off of my sleep and ran out of his bedroom. Yeah, he had to catch me. <laughs> you know, like I'll late at night when you just say you just got done doing dishes and stuff like that, and you go to the house, turn all the lights off, right? Mm-hmm. When I do that, I start running. Do you? I mean, as soon as that light goes off, I'm gone. Well, what makes you do that? Are you afraid of the dark? Or it's not the dark. Or has I, something like gave you the creeps like that before? About that time when we was up there playing with that Ouija board, mm -hmm. that messed me up big time. I'm pretty sure I have more than enough reasons for why I should run. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be even answering phone calls if I was. Because, like, Listen, this was when I was younger. I was at my dad's house because I go to my dad's house every summer, weekend and spring. And I was living in the Perry Bench trailer parks. But, you know, I was at my dad's house at the time, so I wasn't right there. And he, I slept upstairs. And I came down one night to get me some water. There, there's a light switch at the top of the stairs and a light switch in the kitchen that controlled the, the light in there. Yeah. So, you know... The light switch downstairs was on. The one upstairs wasn't. It was so bright, so I wanted to turn it off. But first, I got water. Then I turned it off, and I was I'm, I was scared of the dark. So I took off. I took off trying to go upstairs, but I wasn't that fast. Heard something stomping up the stairs after me. Oh gosh! So I just I took off up them stairs. Now was this in the Carolinas or is this down here at these apartments? No, I wasn't at the apartments. I was a. Uh, I don't remember where it was. Um, uh, I had this basketball room down at my papa's house. Okay, here's the basketball room, and then you go down over, and then there's a creek, and then the mountainside. Well, there's uh, over on that side across the creek is a barn, an old barn. And uh, I used to think that there was something standing in the doorway of that barn up top. And... Uh, I was just shooting, down there shooting basketball and stuff. 
like I, I usually do. Well, one day I heard something squalling, like a woman crying or screaming. And I went up there and asked Mama and Papa, and they said, that could have been a panther. Yep. But I don't know what it was. Yeah, could have been. We got them around It was either here. that or actually a woman screaming. Yeah. Let's just hope it was a panther. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> I, um, I've had something call my names from the woods once. I've had that happen. I didn't too. mess with it though. I went back inside. You know, I'm I'm not a dumb person when yeah. it comes down to that stuff. What does it sound like? It's like a friend or a family member or sound creepy or what? It sounded like a family member, yeah. But like creepy at the same time. Like somebody I knew but somebody I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Just saying my name's from the woods, so I just ran back inside. So when my grandma passed away, we sprayed her perfume, red door on her. Mm-hmm. And every time she comes to visit us at the house, you can smell that white red door. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you haven't sprayed it or nothing. You can even go up to her grave and sit there for a good ten minutes and you can smell red door. Yeah. Every once in a while, I've had a, a whiff of my grandma's perfume. She already yeah. wore wind song, and you can still you can smell that sometimes, and it it, it, it feels good. You know, I like I can that. Just I smell like my that mom's. feeling because. Yeah. Weird aunt. Yeah. I like the feeling because I know she's still here with me. Yeah. It's not scary. It's not something yeah. to get scared about. I just stand there and I'm like, Grandma. It makes me I wonder. I know you're here. Yeah. It makes me I wonder how you. it all works. You know. Yeah. Like, how can people visit us? If they're I, up I, in heaven mm-hmm. or in hell. Maybe they have unfinished business or something like that. Could be. Could be. Me. Maybe they didn't go towards the lot or. Go to the afterlife. I don't know how it works yet. Me, my, let's see, hold on, there's one, two, three, four, six, or seven or eight of us. Uh, it was New Year's. We was up at my buddy's house, up above me. Uh, and we all go out there when it's pitch black about 12 o'clock. And we go up in the woods and play spotlight. Well, my buddy that goes here to this school, he uh, he was up there, and he was hiding, hiding from us, and we found him. He was up there, balled up against a tree in a fetal position, and uh, when we got to him, he wouldn't move, and uh, we shook him there a while. I'm like, chill. Yeah. We shook him there for a while, and uh, he got up real quick. It was like he was scared, and we got him down to the to the house, and he I said we said hey, his name and uh, what's wrong with you? What happened up there? We couldn't find him for like at least thirty minutes to an hour. Yeah, and we got down there and we asked him, and he said, "Boys, I'm I'm done. I don't want to go back up there." He said he's seen a ten foot. Uh, I don't know, something 10 foot uh, sweeping the ground. Really? The big old broom. Freaked himself out. Yeah. What do you think he saw? I don't know. Uh, he said it was just... keeping Bigfoot? Or? I don't know. He said it was just sweeping the sweeping ground. The ground. Went past him and stopped and looked at him for a second. That's what he said. Really? uh, That'd be something weird to make up. You know, if he's going to make something up, it wouldn't be like that. Yeah. He must have seen something. So I got a cabin down on Little Hearts, and 
one evening we was sitting outside and we was telling stories about UFOs and all this and my uncle just died. My uncle's brother just died and he used to go camping with us. Well, we was sitting there and I said his name in a story. As soon as, as soon as I done that, just a beam of light went over. Didn't know what it was. And I went to bed. When I went to bed, it just, I felt like I could hear something. Really? Like somebody calling my name like him. Yeah. Because he held me once or twice when I was little old thing. Maybe you had a visit too. And I've had another visit from my grandma's. My favorite grandma, um, she died back when I was either 12 or 11. But every night, almost every, almost every night since she's died, I've like, I've like seen her smiling at me when I go to sleep. That's cool. Like, For like maybe like ten or twenty seconds since he disappears. Like with your eyes closed or with your eyes open or like, are you picturing her in your head? I'm not or? really sure. She's kind of like while you're. Cause like, like every time I close when I close my eyes, I can still see what my room looks like. Cause I. Yeah. I remember that, that stuff feels good. My mama was telling me a story. She has a two-story house over uh, at her uh, old house, and she she was waking up one morning. It was about she said it was about eight nine whenever she woke up, and she was walking down the stairs, and she got to the top of the stair to go down, and there was an old woman with uh, white drapes on or something like that like a gown or something yeah, like a, gown. a rugged gown and uh mama started talking to her so hey what are you doing hey who are you and that woman just sit there and stare at her like this mm. and uh she got so she started walking toward it my mama did and she said she got about halfway down the stairs and then it took off running towards out through there out to the door at the garage door. So Mama went down the stairs and after it. And uh tough lady. No. Uh, she she said she got to the door and didn't see it no more. Looked in the garage and didn't see it. But mm. the uh, other garage door is open. I know at the station we have uh our second out engine. It's named after Corey Bird Price. Yep. And on the top of it we've got his name in in, or in memory of Corey Bird Price and sometimes like late night calls, early morning calls, you'll be the first one at the station. You can walk in, you can hear the truck running. Really? You can tell it's that truck because it's straight out. Yeah. And you can technically walk in there and headlights will be on, it'll be running. Nobody there. And then our tanker, it has a real bad oil leak sometimes. And when we check the fluids, it's never low. And we'll get to look in there, all these about quarts of oil that end up missing and everything. It's weird. That is weird. I've heard a lot of stuff about like fire stations and stations and stuff like that. The guys that can't quit working, man. Yeah. You know? They want to keep on working. That's and it. You get this, like, these bad calls that you know it's going to be bad or they're going to be, it's going to be the high-risk call. You've got, you feel like there's somebody there with you. Yeah. Right in the truck. I got a, another story. Hit um, me with it. We got, we got about a minute. So in Shelby, North Carolina, I had, I had recently got out of a breakup and I was like torn all the pieces because of and I was sitting there in my room crying, and my mom comes in, and she starts, you know, talking to me, comforting me and everything. But then my mom walks in the door after she got home from work. I got one. 
You better be careful, buddy. Okay, whenever I was little, uh, I don't know, like I was probably about four, and no sooner than my mom would put me down, I'd watch something come out of my closet and go into her room, and like I would like dive my nails in her back. Mm. And there was one time when me and my sister was coming out of my mom's room, and my sister had like seen a girl with like long black hair and a white dress walking down our hallway. And then there was one time when me and my mom come back. We come back from, I think it was my aunt's. And something was in my bedroom and like it looked exactly like my sister, but like she was dead asleep. Like she was in my bed, dead asleep. And so my mom walked in, the door was locked. Like there was like no proof that like that was my sister. And my mom used to say that there's always been a little girl that like stands in windows. And there was one time when her mom had thought that it was her standing at the window. Like the exact same Brilliant. thing happened. So it's in the family. Yeah. And my little cousin one time, I was, I was like carrying him like around my yard and it was dark time. And my mom's always told us that there's like a little baby boy that sits on a, like a stump in my yard. And nobody was talking about it. And my little cousin literally was telling me that he's seen a baby like sitting on that t stump and like talking about somebody being scared. That's creepy. I would, I hate living there. Uh, where about do you live? Sand Creek. I'm, I'm asking a few people that because there's similar stories coming out of certain places. And I, I think that there's just haulers that are haunted it's scary that and there was one time I wish I could Olivia get my old, to the office, Olivia if I could get my old phone back I'm telling you there's a I have a video because like my mom's car was like I don't know something was wrong with it and I was like videoing myself because I always video myself going outside just in case something happens so I'll find my phone know exactly what happened to me but I was videoing myself and uh I heard somebody say help me and I ran back in my house. Like, I was so scared. I was crying to my mom and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's another story. Um, I was sitting on my couch and the electric went off. And my mom's horn in her car was just going off. Like, nobody was out there in her car. All the doors was locked. And, like, her horn just started going off. What do you think that was? I don't know. Was it a thunderstorm maybe set the alarm off on the truck? The car or? I have no idea. No, like it would like beep, like it would lay on the horn and then it would stop. Oh wow! Okay. And then like ten minutes later, it'd do it again. That's kind of weird. And I get scared. Yeah, those are good. Okay, so my friend decided to take me and my little brother to an abandoned house. And yes, I know it's legal. I know that now. I didn't know that in the past. So we're exploring the place and they decided to go upstairs, but since the stairs are old and I was the biggest in the group, I decided not to go up the stairs because I didn't want to break it and have to explain to some nurse or something that I broke my elbow trying to climb up abandoned stairs. So I stayed downstairs and explored like this little toy room. I'm picking up all the old toys and they come running downstairs all like freaked out and I'm like, what's wrong? They say there's red writing on the walls upstairs and I'm like, you're playing a joke on me because you know I can't walk upstairs. So I'm ignoring them. They're like still freaking out in the upper room. So my brother goes into the kitchen and my other friend is just like walking around with me. And I walk in there with him and I'm like, hey, look at this thing I found because I was picking up some old toys. 
cabinet that was bolted to the wall flies off the wall like it fell and hit the counter like and slid towards us and from a different perspective it probably seems like it just like came off the wall because it was old but like I just think it was a coincidence that it happened like the day we were going in there with nothing else in there like that house has been sitting there for years and nothing has flown off the walls or broke right yeah like what would cause it to just all of a sudden this be the time yeah and we ran out there and I could hear my little brother screaming like a girl in the background and you know it's from my perspective a lot of the houses in my hall are old and a lot of people break into said houses so there's a possibility that they could have been messing with it but I I don't know it's an old holler it gets kind of a creepy vibe to it yeah that's a cool story man that's a good one anybody else got one well the house I live in the guy uh, had a, the guy owned had a son, which was my cousin. He got killed. Got hit head on by a load truck. Probably remember it, don't you? Yep, I do. Uh, and ever since then, ain't been right. But I was like in bed at one one night. It was like two, three o'clock in the morning. My door is shut and handled nice and tight. I was lying there. It's flung open on me. No idea what happened. Yeah. Scared the crap out of me. Weird. That is weird. My door swings open all the time. Do not know how. Is your house uneven, or is it level? Or pretty, pretty level about what you're gonna get. Yeah. The, Still don't make sense because the door has tension on it. It shouldn't be able to swing open like that. Is the doorknob turning, or is it not shut good? It's shut good. I don't know how it swung open. It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. What else goes on? That about it. Is it? Yeah. There's some squeaking every once in a while. Like something walking around? Yeah, weird. I think that one's got some stories too. He's want to, he don't want to say it on here. I got some more that can't be on podcast. Why? Uh, rather not. Okay. Okay, so I was up at my cousin's and it was around one, maybe, in the morning. And... It was like me, her, a bunch of her friends, and they decided that they wanted to play with a spirit box and a Ouija board. Mm. And I was sitting in the room. I did not touch it. I did not mess with it. But something kept on uh, mentioning my name along with my cousins. And it's like over the spirit box, you could hear it? Mm-hmm. And there... And the spirit said that there was portals opened in the room beside of us. And it told us to go in the room beside of it. So we went to that room. And then it said, like the meter, it went off that something was in front of me and my cousin. Because we were sitting side by side. And then I saw like a little shadow on the floor. But nobody was there. And then I went home. The next night and I started having like really bad night terrors mm -hmm. like everybody that was messing around in that room I saw them getting brutally murdered in front of me so I went to my friend who is a median and she felt my energy and she said that there was a demon that was attached to me and Pardon the interruption, I need to see Nathaniel Blankenship and Shooter Ballinger to my office. Uh, 
Nathaniel Blankenship, Shooter Ballinger to my office. And as the days progressed and went on, the night terrors got worse and worse. And then uh, she made a cleansing spell and she got rid of the, the demon that was attached to me. Mm. Did it work? Yes. What kind of cleansing spell was it? I'm uh, not for sure, but I had like a bunch of little herbs and cinnamon. And it was like a cleansing scrub. And I had to say my full name and then command it to leave me alone. And then since then, I haven't had any night terrors or anything like that. Okay. I don't say her name, but is it the girl that goes to school here mm -hmm. that everybody knows is into this? Mm hmm. Okay. I've heard a couple other stories about her too. Mm-hmm. And then my other one, I was living at my old house and like that house is known to be paranormal. And one night, it was like when I was young, one night me and my sister, we were sharing the upstairs bedroom and we heard something crawl up and down the steps. We thought it was my little brother who was like two at the time. So we hollered at my little brother a couple times to tell him to quit and go to bed. But I looked, cause I heard it coming up midways and I looked and nobody was there. And then the AC started dropping. Mm -hmm. And it got down to 30 degrees in, the, in our room. And then I went and looked again cause I heard footsteps. I saw this big green glowing light and it looks like my granny that we have a picture of. And like we, not even five minutes ago, we heard something in the corner by corner of our room. So we saw that green glowing figure come up in our bedroom and then my sister's ghost detector went off and it started saying that our granny was in the room. And then she sits down at the foot of my bed and she does not move until the next morning. What? And you're in there with her? Mm-hmm. Did it freak you out? Did it feel good? What was it? No, it wasn't anything bad. Like, right. we heard something, like, I really can't remember what the sound was. It, but, um, Casey, shoot. It's okay. But my sister, she said that she was hearing something in, like, underneath her bed near the corner of her room. And then we started hearing something run up and down. And then I went and looked, and then we saw that green thing come up. And we were both sleeping with blankets that she had made, my dad and my uncle. And she sits on the foot of my bed, and she just waits. And then waits until we both fall asleep. Then my sister, she woke up with bruises and scratches all over her legs. And I woke up with nothing on me. Hmm. Kind of freaky, ain't it? Like your grandma was protecting you. Mm-hmm. And something got your sister. Mm-hmm. Whew. But I've lived around paranormal stuff since I was little. Have you? Like in my grandparents' house, my uncle and my step-aunt and their kids went and moved in over so we were watching a movie that night. We were up until four. And during three, like around 3.30, we started hearing my great grandfather's oxygen tanks go off. 
and he's been dead since 2006. The oxygen tanks are no longer in the house. Right. We started hearing them go off, and we went looking to see where we could hear it, and it sounded like it was coming from the living room where he stayed at all the time. Nothing was there. Then we saw a black shadow go into the bathroom, and then we were like, okay, it's probably somebody going to the bathroom. No. So we went into the pump house to go play pool because after we watched the movie, that's what we was doing. And then, like, all of a sudden, the lights started flickering. And then all the balls was all over the place. And the pool sticks fell. And then the lights came back on. And the, everybody was where they were standing when they went off. Wow. So what do you think was going on? Do you think uh, that was your great-grandpa out there messing with you? or Probably. But <laughs> he was known to be an evil man. Was he? Bad guy? Mm-hmm. Like, while he was living, we could ride our bikes down to Pavel's house, and he would break tire, uh, the rims and poke holes in tires. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he's a, an angry old spirit. It was like he was an angry old man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, this is a shadow person, falls under that category. Um, it was when I was camping, and this would have been around probably a decade ago, maybe. And I was with my cousin, and we were at this really small family, like really close. It's where we had all our family reunions, so it was really tight knit, and we knew the area well, and thought we knew everything that was there. But, um, we were walking, and I was really into finding Bigfoot at the time and stuff like that. That's what skyrocketed my whole paranormal journey. And I tell my cousin, I'm like, we're going to go in the woods, and we're going to look for Bigfoot. And so we do, and we're walking through the creek, and we don't get far in there when we just feel like turning back, and we were just... It wasn't fear, I don't believe, because... I mem- I can remember like dread and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, we just turned around and just got out of there, and then turned to look behind us, and we all just stopped, and this thing just appeared out from like behind a tree, and it was like I don't think that it was hiding behind the tree, and I don't think that it was like even there. I think they just appeared from like that general area, and. It was so tall and thin that it, like, it didn't have to take more than one step, and it was across that entire creek. And I can't give any measurements or anything like that. It's just what it was and stuff. But that's one of the only like really supernatural things that happened to me. And then there's my UFO or orange lights encounter, and this was right around the same time. Yeah which is weird. I don't think that's connected because it was a real different area too. This was over closer to where I live now. And um, I was with my dad. We were in a side-by-side. We had been going, I think we were coming from where I used to live, the double wide where I used to live. Because for years I had like no context around the encounter aside from the encounter. And a few years ago we just brought up and I got some context. 
but we were on the side by side and we pulled into like a family member's driveway. They were all outside, it was summertime, and so everybody was outside and this was dark, nighttime. It had been nighttime for a while, I believe. And um, we were all just talking and it was a casual conversation. I can't remember what the conversation was about. And my dad looks up and is like, there's a UFO, like plain as day. He's just like, there's a UFO. And my dad jokes like crazy, so I didn't believe him. And other people point up and were like, no, he's not lying, there it is. And so I look up and I see these orange things and there were about three and they were linear. They weren't connected because they moved independently from each other. Nice. And um, they just were going in the sky like in a straight line and kind of slow too, I remember. And then they were just like dart off and they go like over the moon. And then this one like trailing far behind them comes and flies and makes like the same path and then zigzags like it's confused or something and then goes directly over the mountain where the other ones did. Wow. And those are the two that I've talked about the most. Yeah. And then there are a few. My mom had one, and um, she was with my mama. And this, I don't even know what you would call this other than just a ghost or something. But um, they were at my aunt's house. And so this was my mama's sister. And they had my great-grandmother with them, so names are going to get complicated. But... Um, they were sleeping in the bed. My aunt, she's always been just as spiritual and religious as my mama, but she's a little bit more on, like, supernatural sides and yeah. stuff. She had a Ouija board mm. in the house. Okay. And so my mama, of course, she comes in. She's just like, get this, like, crap out of here, and don't. I don't want to talk about this, and we're not having this discussion and things like that. And right. so... They're laying in the bed at night, and it's my mom, my mama, and my great-grandma. And they actually gave my great-grandmother the bed, and they slept in the floor next to her. And my mom said that my great-grandmother would always, like, hum when you're asleep, when she was trying to sleep. And so you have her just humming, and my mom was like, and it was the creepiest thing ever because you have her humming, and then you have my mama, and she's praying the spirits away. She's just going, Jesus, 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 over again. Yeah. And then my mama says that she heard, like, a door shut, and it was like something left. And mm. to my knowledge, like, nobody would have been up at that time to have made that noise. So yeah. that Good was man. the scariest thing. That's, like, the one thing that my mom will talk about that's, like, a supernatural encounter that she had. Yeah. But my dad has a few stories about what he thinks is Bigfoot. He has, he's seen a footprint. He said that he's seen a footprint, but again, I don't know whether or not, he says that it's true and will swear up and down it's true and get mad at me for not believing him, but he yeah. jokes about 99% of everything that he says. <laughs> so you're so kind of skeptical of your dad. Yeah, it's a little bit hard to, to trust that he's not making that up, but he was, I'm pretty confident that he was, truthful when he said that he heard a howl while they were coyote hunting yeah and um my papa who was with his dad my papa and he was just like 
Oh, that's not uh, that's not Bigfoot. That's like a coyote. And my dad was like, "That's not a coyote. That's that's got to be Classic. something else." Yeah. yeah. And so that's really about it. There's not too too much that okay. I've that's experienced. Right. But well, who's next? Okay, so out back in my house, there's the little bridge, and then there's the barn, and there's a cemetery. The person who is buried in that cemetery it used to be my great granny's friend's husband. Well, me, one day, me and my brothers, we were outside playing a tag, and we usually hide near the barn. And, like, one day, me and Luke was hiding outside the barn, but behind it. Bubby came up to the barn, and he thought he saw Luke inside the barn, like on top of the loft. Mm. And he hollered at my, at my youngest brother, telling him to get out of the barn. And we come from out back of the book. And he goes, we need to go home. I said, why? He goes, I saw something in the barn. And then later that night, I, like I wasn't thinking anything of it, but later that night, um, I was sitting in my room playing my phone, not paying attention to anything. Then all, all of a sudden, everything from the top part of my closet came flying out. And I look over, nothing's there. And I was like, okay, that's weird. So here I am putting everything back like all my blankets, all my extra pillows back in the top of my closet. And then I felt like this cold hand touched the side of my face right here. Mm. And I popped my head out of my closet and I was like, mm-mm, not today, nope. And then like the next day, one of my friends was over at the house and they were sitting in the living room like how the house is set up here's the living room here's the hallway you can see the bathroom door well the bathroom door kind of has a little cross space to it and well and that bathroom door it opens and closes by itself we don't mess with it when it does just because of that reason one day one of my friends was sitting on the couch and they said that they saw a coal miner standing at the bathroom door. And then I walked through the, coming out of my bedroom, passing the bathroom, and then I saw the little crawl space door open. And then that's whenever they told me, hey, I saw this little coal miner dude. So I went back, I turned off all the lights in the bathroom, and I shut the door just to make them feel a little bit comfortable. And then we started hearing the floor creak down the hallway. Wow. That's pretty creepy too. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of stuff going on. There, there's two or three of my and, students that have a lot going on. Mm -hmm. I, and in my mom's bathroom, there's it's a portal because like two mirrors are facing each other yeah. and we were renovating the first bathroom so we had a shower in mom and dad's bathroom i was showering one day and i had my music playing i was just sitting there taking a shower something pushes me i hit my head like my back got scraped from the lower part to the top part on the fault uh speak it for the tub
and then I stood back up and I got my balance and then something pushed me out of the bathtub hitting me hitting the toilet and then falling in the floor and I got up I went out of the bathroom I did not fix anything didn't do nothing got dressed said forget it mm. a little bit later mom and dad was sitting in the living room and I heard mom's voice in the bathroom and whenever I walked past her door because my door is the last one in the hallway I walked past her door and I heard my name being whispered right by her door. Where do you live at? North Fork. Okay. We'll see if these stories are coming from the same area because I think some of these hollers are absolutely haunted. Mm-hmm. One time I went to my friend's house and uh, she put me in a circle with a ritual. She drew out like a chalk circle with like weird signs and like we got an area. There was three of us. An adult, me, and her. And she made an outline for a circle with me with some symbol on it, a symbol for the adult and a symbol for her. And her, she's a medium or whatever. Satanist, all that good jazz, I don't know. She talks to the other side. And I can't explain what a ritual is exactly. I kind of just was there and a part of it, peer pressured into it. But it's been a few years since this happened. But Jeremy. We would talk to apparently dead around her house and the curse they had on this adult's daughter. Like, my friend, she would go from like talking like as my friend to an absolute trance, like she was someone else. And then uh, as we was getting on to it, she told me that she could talk to my grandpa and my dog, apparently. I, I don't know how that works. I really don't know how that works. Yeah. Well, one time, I was really doubting it, so I asked her, I was like, uh, how did my papa die? And she was like, something with the brain. It started with the heart, went to the brain, and then told me I died, and then apparently you could talk to him now. Like, she completely shut down, and you could talk to her. Like you, my grandpa, and it it and it made me cry because we got into a serious conversation. I can't remember. I guess I blacked out exactly what it was, but that happened. And then she completely went into like a demonic episode and like spazzed out and busted her head on the ground and all that good jazz. And really? uh, you can know that something was going on there because there was absolutely no fans on, nothing in the in the in the living room, and there the candles the the light were lit and they were flying all over the place you know so really? i felt like something was definitely probably there yeah yeah and i remember after that spaz moment we had to let her recuperate and then you had to make sure you blew these the candles out before like some demons or something of the sort came in and yeah that was that <laughs> what what is it was it like a seance is that what she was seance. calling it i think so i don't 100 remember yeah there was another time when I went home that time, or it might have been the time last time I went to her house, but my dog died when I went home. And she, I called and cried because she was my best friend at the time, and she told me that she felt like something followed me home, like a demon followed me from, home from her house and killed my dog. Well, why are you messing with this stuff? <laughs> I had no sense at that time, Mr. Yeah. Kennedy, okay? Like, I, I would never, ever, ever mess with that stuff these, these days. That's creepy. I'm to kill y'all.
bit more for these other things. Is there anything else? Nope. That, that's the one? That's the one. Anybody else? Okay, well, when we first moved into the house, we always heard, like, weird noises, like, beating on the windows and stuff throughout the day, and we realized that it would only beat on the wind. It was a bird, and it would only beat on the wind one window in the house. It was the room that the uh, one of our family members died in because we moved into their old house. It always, And it's my sister's room, so every morning at 6 o'clock, it always flies into that window trying to get in. And even through the winter, every time, all throughout the year. And then about, I want to say a month ago, uh, I went into her room and I, we used to using Snapchat filters and stuff. So we was just messing around, goofing around. I turn, go to turn the camera from across the room onto my sister and it clicks up on a face over in the corner on the other side of the wall from her. And it's starting to move around side to side, side to really? side. I've got a video somewhere there, there of it a, in my room. There was a boy, fourth period, that said that he had the same thing, having a Snapchat filter, yeah. picked up somebody else's face in their bedroom. I've had a few uh, friends there, like James Stevens, yeah. Harley's brother. Uh, he's had it happen in his room. I've had it happen in my room, too. You think there's something in there, or do you think it's just a, a filter glitch? I, I don't know, because it, it only picks up. In, it picks up in different spots every time. So it's not like it picks up on the same spot every time. Yeah. Like one time we'll pick up over by my flag, over by my door, or up by my ceiling fan. One time I had it show up like right behind my shoulder. That's pretty freaky. Yeah. But my little brother always tells me that he's scared that there's, there's monsters in my room and stuff. So what really freaks me out is when I go in my room and stuff, and then he's in there shivering after I like come out of the kitchen or something from bringing food. He's like, Bubby, I didn't know you were there. Because he'll be talking to himself. All right. I said, who are you talking to? He said, my friend Ryder, which he actually has a friend named Ryder at school, but yeah. he don't have a headset or anything to talk to him on a Xbox or anything like that. So what do you think he's doing? And people always say that younger kids can always see a lot more than us, too. Yeah. And I've seen all kinds of stuff throughout the years. Like, I used to ghost hunt when I was in middle school. I got a pair of uh, night vision goggles, me and my friend Hayden. We'd go through there at night. Uh, at one point, we were seeing went up into the old, the old like basketball gym, mm -hmm. and we were hearing basketballs dribble. But it was like one in the morning because my parents had a, a uh, office there, so we just walk around and stuff. We had a key to everything. So we walked up there. We heard basketballs dribble, and we thought it was just one that rolled off the thing. Since we get up there to flip on the light, you can see this little figure over there playing ball, and the ball just stopped as soon as we flipped on the lights. Really? It was freaky. Oh, Me and him ran back down the hallway back to my parents' room. Mom and him was outside smoking. We didn't know, and the lights were flickering in the office. Pretty crazy stuff. I don't know. It's, I've got all kinds of different stories, and it's all around hearts. I've never mm -hmm. really experienced anything outside of hearts other than when we go. We went to a cabin in Florida. It was in the bayou, and... We'd always walk out on the thing at night, out on the back porch where we see the swamp. And there was always a boat coming by, but there was no neighbors within anywhere. No dis like yeah. well, six, seven people, miles. That could, that could be people out there fishing at night. It's all private property. Yeah, and we'll holler at them, and then the light will just flip off, and then we'll shine a light, and they're gone. Okay, that makes it a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good talking. Yeah, you do. Really. Love you, Shannon. Love you, too. All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash thebumppodcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, got more and more content on there every week. 
So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on. Share your story with us. Go to thebumppodcast.com, click the holler at me button, and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.
in your life that you're you're ready to give your heart over to the Lord then I have a little a little message that I found that if you repeat it and you believe it in your heart this could help lead you closer to God to, to let Jesus Christ save you and it goes like this Heavenly Father I come to you from the depths of my heart realizing that I have sinned I repent of my sins and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross for me and my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and live in me now. I receive by faith you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your Holy Spirit as my comforter to help me obey you and do your will. It is in Jesus' name that I believe and receive the things prayed this day. Amen.